All right. Welcome back to Victory Drive. Today, we have a very special guest, someone that you guys might recognize because he's actually our only returning guest, our first returning guest, and it is Joe Merchant. He is the newly crowned Hunt Wars Season 2 Mule Deer Champion. How's it going, buddy? Yeah. King of the camp. <laughs> King of the camp, man. <laughs> King Fuck. of the camp. That is awesome. I just watched that. I watched that. Uh, I watched it go down when it came out uh, just the other day. So, man, that was fucking cool. Sweet. Yeah, it was an awesome experience, man. And like I said, they did such a great job putting all that show together. And just, it was a, they made it look like a nail biter, which it really was because we took it down to the last, I don't know, half hour, 45 minutes of the last light. Yeah, before we, before we actually got it, but yeah, yeah, um, because last time we talked, we were kind of beating around the bush <clears throat> quite a bit. We we talked about as much as we could, and I don't have the best memory in the entire world, so I don't remember <laughs> exactly what all we said. So if we double cover some stuff, then you know it is what it is. Just hey, no problem, fine. no problem. But uh, man, so season two, I think we already covered how we all got, how we both got drawn, but we we're both on the same season together, <clears throat> and uh, yep, you went out. We, I went out there, and I won my matchup, the pronghorn. It wasn't king of the camp; it was just us against another team. But you had it was you against three other teams, correct? Yep, yep. We had to go against three other teams. Yeah, That's two great. of those teams, which were from Utah, so home court advantage, <laughs> right? You know, <laughs> you know, like I love the Hunt Wars guys, but I feel like they're getting a lot of people from Utah. And yeah. they keep getting stomped out by these Midwest dudes. Like, I know, right? <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> I don't know what they're doing in Utah. I heard they're good hey. hunters, but I don't know. I'm just joking. Hey, I told them not, not, hey, I told them right from the get go. Yep, I'm here. All right. Hey, sorry about that, guys. We had uh, some technical difficulties for some reason. I lost <laughs> you, lost you mid, mid sentence. But, um, yeah, so they said, what? Don't bet against you? Is that what you told them? Yeah, so I told them, I told them right from the get go, don't count us Indiana boys out. Yeah, you you can't. You guys, right. uh, we came out there with nothing to lose, buddy. Hey, no, you know that's that's the thing. A lot of people <laughs> look at us Midwestern guys like, oh yeah, there's a bunch of you know pretty pretty uh, out of shape, maybe slightly overweight individuals. But <laughs> yeah. man, we know how to adapt. We can Absolutely. get out there. We can get out there in the plains of New Mexico, or we can get out there in the mountains of Utah and still at least hold our own. Exactly right. Yeah, no, that was an awesome, awesome. Uh, I guess what was it? Three episodes. Yep, three episodes. Yep. That was an awesome three episodes. You guys had some pretty wild ups and downs. Um, did now did everyone, everyone there, shot something, but uh, the other team, thick and thin, they never found theirs. Yep, yep. Everybody shot something, but thick and thin. When they shot, he shot back. And wasn't a very good shot and wasn't able to recover the deer after trying to chase it around there for two or three days. Yeah, they didn't – maybe it's because I was watching it while I was at work. But it didn't really look like they covered it all that well. Um, I didn't even – I didn't, like, go back and rewatch the shot. But he, he said he shot him back. Yeah, it looked like it was pretty far back. Um, you know, it's one of those probably he got him on the top if – you know, clip the guts or whatever. Uh, but it wasn't a very good shot at all. I mean, it looked like it was way back. Yeah, that's rough. 
that's definitely not yep. not what you want to do, especially when you're on TV for everyone to sit back yep. and, and judge afterwards too. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> you know, but it's you know that that kind of shit happens when you're out hunting. You know, and it is one thing like good thing hunt wars since especially since they are um, recording it all and putting it out there for the whole public to see. But they have that rule, the draw blood rule. So you, yep. you know, so when they hit that animal, that was their deer, right? They had to yep. keep going after he, that deer. They couldn't go after anything else they saw, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. He couldn't go hunt for another another buck, a bigger buck, or anything like that. That was his buck. If he wanted it, then that's what he had to do: is go chase it down. So that's why you see him only chasing it and bumping it and doing all the things because that's the only thing he had. That's the only option he had. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's a good rule, but man, that's one of those things where it really, it really puts it does put the pressure on you to make sure you make a good shot. Yeah, you don't want to be Absolutely. out there, out there running around, bump, like trying to find the animal because it's hard enough to find any buck. It's probably it's got to be way harder to find an animal that you're. You have to be very specific because. <laughs> yeah. And what happens if he would have went out and he shot a different animal? I can't. I didn't even go over this with the guys before, but say he was looking for his buck. He's like, Oh, that one's it. And he shoots it, shoots it. Turns out it's not the one he originally shot. Is that just an automatic disqualification or? Yep. It's an it... automatic DQ. Yeah. That's what they told him. Yeah. That's what I thought. I'm like, man, that is stressful. Yep. And then on top of all that, <clears throat> um, your, your boys from Texas, the other non Utah guys, they got a buck shot out from under them. Yeah. Wasn't that crazy? Jeez. That was wild. Oh my Oh my gosh. They were telling, telling us all about it. They had that buck in their sights and, you know, they were making their play on it and everything else. And they were up on the mountain and sitting there watching it. And lo and behold, you know, across the, the valley there, team Abbott sitting on top, you know, doing the same thing. And they're, they're already in position and getting ready to take the shot. And, you know, team Texas didn't even know about it. Yeah. That's crazy. And that <laughs> team Abbott, they didn't know about it either. No, right? they, they didn't they know that. Yeah. Yeah, it's not like they said, oh, there's Team Texas. We're going to go get their buck. No, that wasn't the case at all. Neither team <laughs> saw each other even coming close to that buck. What was it like back at camp when they both came back? Oh, my gosh. Team Texas was pissed. <laughs> they were pissed, man. Dude, I'd be and, and, I mean, every right. So they, you know, they did the hard work to get up there and get on the buck and everything else. But, you know, who wouldn't be pissed about that? And Team Abbott, you know, it all went well. It's not like they were pissed at each other or anything. They were just pissed that they didn't get set up for the shot quicker than Abbott's did. <laughs> right. I mean, that's – gosh, man, that, that fucking sucks. That's one of those things where I would be absolutely pissed too. But it's you can't be mad at Team Abbott, yeah. you know. Yeah. He's got to be upset and with the situation. Mark Mark Griffith and Andrew uh, Cole there, they're on Team Texas. You know, we, we bonded a lot because it was pretty much us against Team Utahs, you know, both of the other <laughs> Utah teams. So, oh, we, yeah. you know, we, we, we told each other in camp, you know, hope, man, if, if somebody wins, I hope it's one of us two that, you know, it's not from here in Utah. Yep. Not that, the, not that we didn't like Team Thick and Thin, not that we didn't like Team Abbott because they were great people. But, you know, it was just like, hey, we want an out-of-stater that's never shot a mule deer before to win. Right. Yeah, that'd be pretty that'd be pretty sweet. Um it's yeah. Honestly one of those things where I might have to find myself rooting for the home team at this point because like the Utah teams are have been struggling. So now yeah, I, I no think kidding, I'm, right? I might be team Utah after this since we <laughs> since me and you are both done and everything else might you yeah. know season season 3 comes around if there's a team Utah I'm probably going to be rooting for them. 
Yeah, there you go. They got to get some kind of redemption. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> um, but what? So what was? Did they talk when they got back? Team Abbott yeah, and they, Team Texas. Were they? How did that conversation go? Were you Were you around they, during that? So yeah, they they kind of kept it tight lip because now you know if you you know the rules of the show and everything like that, you know if somebody kills, but you don't know what they killed. So. Team Texas had a front row seat of what got killed. So they know now what needs to happen for them to win. Right. You know what I mean? So they've got the advantage over the other teams because, yeah. they, you know, they know what buck's already been killed, and that was the first buck. Yeah, exactly. That's, so so they, they didn't come back and say, hey, hey, buddy, this is what it was. Yep. No, they didn't. They didn't tell us what size it was. They just, you know, they told us Team Abbott killed, and, you know, that was it. They were on the board first. Well, that's good at least. Yeah, got to keep the integrity of the of the competition. Yep, yep. Team Texas didn't let it slip on how big the buck was that Team Abbott shot or anything like that. And of course, nobody saw you know sharing intel back at camp that oh hey we seen bucks over here, bucks over here, this that and the other you know. So Mm -hmm. everybody was pretty tight lipped about that as well. So so yeah, and on on the show when I was watching it, it, I mean. Team Abbott and Team Texas, the deer that they were going after, uh, it was fighting another buck. And yep. from the video, the other buck looked pretty decent too. I, they looked almost like similar in size, honestly. Yeah. Yep. So was did was the other buck for sure like not bigger than the one that Abbott shot? No, was not for sure. He he based that on his experience with mule deer and everything else. He decided to go after the three by three. Yeah. So, so was Team Texas not set up f- for the shot when Abbott took the shot? Because man, if I, that was me, I'd be like, oh man, maybe the other buck was bigger, <laughs> right? And just exactly. shoot that one. Nope. He was. What had happened was they were so Andrew and and Mark were playing leapfrog. So one guy would keep an eye on the bucks while the other guy went ahead. So once that guy got in position, then he would radio back to the other guy and said, "Okay, move up. I got eyes on him," okay. so that they would never stop not look at the buck while they were moving. You know what I mean? Gotcha. I mean, that's smart. That's a, yes. that's a smart play on their part. It is a, it is very smart play and, and, and they played it very well and it would have worked for him had Abbott not got closer quicker. <laughs> Jeez. That is wild, dude. We're, we're yep. watching that shit at work when we we're, cause we're a little bit slow at work right now, but we had yep. that up on TV while we're waiting for you know, trouble calls to come in. And when that happened, we're just like, Oh my gosh. I know, right? <laughs> Could you imagine? Like you couldn't even, dude, you couldn't even script that any better. I know. That's crazy. And the funny part about that is, is Team Texas, you know, they, they got to that spot at that morning before we did because we were going to go to that spot. Oh, really? So oh, that, that's right. Yeah. So we well, that could have been us doing the exact same mm-hmm. thing because I know we would have found those bucks doing the same thing that Team Texas was doing. So kind of a crazy, crazy events, you know, <laughs> I always crazy. tell everybody, man, everything happens for a reason. So it, it does. It definitely does. And you know, with that, everything happens for a reason. Let's get to you now. So <laughs> do you want to just go ahead and explain it all? or you want me to just... <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I'll dive right into okay. it, man. So, so if you watch the episode, you seen me last day, we finally got on some bucks that, you know, it's kind of like one of those things. It's either you come out there to kill a mule deer or you don't. Right. So we saw we seen some smaller ones out in the field as we were glassing early morning. 
And I was like, you know what? Let's go after him. You know, it's, we could go after the big buck that we saw day one, and that's what we really focused on really the entire time. But, you know, it was like those – it was one of those things. It's like you're either going to kill a buck or you're not. Yeah. So we decided let's let's just do it. Okay, there's there's some bucks down there. They may not be the biggest in the world, but you know what? Let's go after them and see see what it's all about. <clears throat> so, what happened was David was staying, sitting on the side of the mountain and he could see him. So we hooked up our radios, and he was like, "Man, you better get down there. They're moving quick. They're you know what they were. It was a pre rut, so they were kind of pushing does a little bit, and bucks were still kind of gathered up together, kind of like the whitetails do in bachelor groups. So there was probably three or four bucks down there and about a handful of does. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So what the bucks were doing were just kind of pushing the does around, and Dave was like, man, you better get down there. You better get down there. They're going to bust out of there because they're out in the open. So I grabbed my gun. Will grabbed his stuff, and we just took off. So I had my gun, my tripod, and Will had his tripod and the camera, and we just took off running down the hill straight to him. We had about – I would say about a half a mile or so to get to them. And when we got down, we dropped down in the sagebrush and everything else. So we had good cover to them. So it was no problem getting up there and sneaking right up to them. And when you see me set up, I had the the bog death grip tripod set up with the gun on. And I mean, I was locked on, I was waiting on Will to kind of get the camera angles and all that kind of good stuff to it. And I'd already picked out the buck that I wanted. He was a small three by two, nothing major. He might have been bigger than what team uh, Texas got, but probably not much bigger mm-hmm. than that one. So, and I was perfectly okay with that. I, I got to ask you real quick. Um, yep. When you were eyeing these bucks on, I know you don't know what Abbott shot, but yep. when you were setting up on these deer, did you think in your head, like, this could win? Or you're like, I just need to shoot, I just want to shoot something so I have a chance. What was your kind of thought process I, when you're picking out that buck? When I was picking out that buck, I was like, I just want to shoot something and go home with a mule deer. Yeah. I didn't – I thought – because after talking to Team Abbott and Dave and Shanae there, they have experience. They know what kind of caliber bucks want to win the show. So I was – I just assumed that it was a monster. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, You know, that was what me and David already talked about. I was like, hey, it's it's a monster. You know it's going to take something, something super big to win the show. And I was like, yeah, I know. I was like – you know, if we can find that buck we seen on day one, then, you know, we got a shot, I think. But, you know, hell, we chased him the entire time, man, and just couldn't get an eyes on him again until that last day. But, yep. you know, I was just thinking at that moment in time, like, let's just get a buck, you know, let's get on the board, and you know, we may have a chance, I don't know, but at least we're going to go home with a mule deer. Mm-hmm. You know, going all the way out to Utah, that's a smart – kind of a, a, a smart play. You know, you, you know for sure you're going to lose – you have no chance, and you're going to go home empty-handed if you don't shoot yep. something. So it's always yep. better to just go after what's in front of you yeah. and see what happens and kind of swing for the fences at that point, you know? Yeah, exactly, and that's kind of what my thought was. It's just like, you know, we've, we've got bucks here. Here's the opportunity. Let's let's just go for it. Yep, yep. That's uh, so, the best thing you can do at that point. Yeah, so, you know, I picked the biggest buck that I could see out there in the field, and we got set up on him. You know, my gun was was on and everything like that, and I got the scope all set up, and I was waiting waiting for Will. Will got all set up, and he's like, you know, I'm ready when you are. Okay, so I got I got up on the gun and everything else, and 
you know, you see it in the video. And I, I asked Will, I said, you good? And he's, yeah, I'm good. And I, sh- I shoot it. And I'm like, okay, he didn't drop. What just happened? Will said, you missed. I said, how in the hell did I miss? <laughs> because like I told you before in the last podcast, man, I spent so much time with this gun. It was a new gun, new scope, new setup. So I literally ran a box and a half worth of shells through that thing, through the range, just to get used to it, to, to feel it, to know it, to, to find out everything I could about it. Mm-hmm. And when I missed that buck, it was like, I was dumbfounded. I just didn't know what the fuck happened. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I, I don't know how to explain it other than that. It was just like, holy shit. I was huh. like, okay, rack, rack another one. Okay, let's rack another one. I said, okay, maybe I pulled it. Maybe maybe I did something weird. So, okay. Got set back up, got on the buck again, shot again, missed it. And I could not see where the fucking bullet was going. Couldn't see it through the scope. So, you know how sometimes you can see it, you can adjust for it, right? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. That's so, a it's very you, common tactic. Exactly, right? So you miss and you know, okay, well, I missed right, so I'm going to aim farther left this time. I couldn't see where the bullet hit. So I didn't know what the hell happened. So I go to rack another one in. Lo and behold, I'm out of shells. <laughs> like, motherfucker. I, I said, what in the shit? I checked myself and I was like, motherfucker. I left my shells in my bag that is up on the mountain because we decided to go spot and stock. <laughs> I was like, you've got to be kidding me. So luckily Dave was on the radio and he was up there by my pack. And I was like, you seen in the, in the video, Hey Dave, you know, my, my ammo's in the bag. Can you grab it and run down here? Mind you again, we're about a half a mile away from each other. So it takes him a few minutes to get down there. And he brings, brings the box of shells. So, I put two in the in the uh, magazine, put it in, rack one in. Okay, Buck's still standing out there. He's just moseying around, which is another thing that I couldn't believe. I was like, okay, cool. You know, I'm I'm going to do this. I'm going to get you know, I'm going I'm to get this buck. Hell, he even came in closer. <laughs> yeah. I was like, man, you know, I was on top of the world. Now I was like, okay, I missed twice, but you know, I got this now. I got some more bullets, and and we're golden, son. Shoot again. And I asked Will, I said, Will, can you see this in the camera? Where the hell's my bullet going? Because I don't even know where to compensate at. Mm-hmm. And and Will's like, man, I can't see it in the viewfinder. He's like, we'd have to stop and go back. And I was like, all right. I was like, I almost one more time. And you see him, he's bent down and he's eating. So I was like, okay, I, I you know, I can do this. Shot, shot just over top and to the right of him. And that's when I was like, I'm not doing it anymore. Fucking I'm not man. fucking shooting. Yeah, I'm just done. I'm not shooting anymore because I don't know where the bullet's going, and I don't just want to keep slinging lead down there. Right, and that's and that's so, one thing too. It's like you, team thick and thin have already shot a deer, so yep. you know of their trials and tribulations that they've been going yes. through. And the last thing you want to do is hit this deer bad, and then you're fucking yep. running around the entire countryside trying to find it again. Exactly. Yeah, I was like four shots, and I'm way off. There's something wrong. There is something wrong. The heat of the moment, I, you know, I wish I would have just been calm collected, but I can't tell you that I was because I was pissed and, oh, yeah. you know, all the things were going through your head and everything else. So basically we let those, those deer just mosey off. We didn't spook them or anything like that. Then we slipped back out, back to the side by side. 
I looked at Will and David. I was like, we're tucking tail and going back to camp. I've got to sight this gun in. Mm-hmm. So we go back to camp. We get all set up. They've got a range out there for us so we can – because we, we sighted the guns in when we got there. I was just going to ask that. So you obviously yeah. spent a lot of time with it in Indiana, in Indiana, shooting the shit out yep. of it, making sure it's dialed in, ready to rock. But whenever you travel yep. somewhere, especially when there's a huge um, elevation difference – between the yep. states, that's a huge factor and weather factor, you know. So you got when you get to a new state when you're shooting a gun, you need to shoot it again just to make sure. Absolutely. Recheck, Absolutely. recheck your zero or maybe re-zero it in if it's off, you know, from traveling. And then yep. also just the changes of, um, you know, uh, your environment, you know. So you got Absolutely. there day one during probably i'm assuming scout day you did that yep scout day yep yep scout day scout day we got up that morning went out and scouted came back that afternoon we got to camp sighted the gun in i shot i think four rounds through it and it was dead money on it i was like okay i'm confident in it there's no no point of you know wasting rounds through it and everything else you know it's it's dead nuts on Mm -hmm. no adjustments needed you know i'm 110 percent confident whatever i put the crosshairs on it's going down Yep. So, um, I don't know if you're going to get to it, but do you know, did did anything happen to it that you know of? (laughs) I'm getting to that part. Okay. Okay. Sorry. I didn't mean to jump the gun on that one. That's all right. No, that's all right. So we get, we get back to, (laughs) right. (laughs) 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 Oh shit. So we tuck tail, go back to the side by side and I was like, all right, let's get back. Let's go, go to camp you know, everything else. And let's, let's see what's going on with this gun. Cause I got to get a sighted back in. I was like, if we have any kind of chance, you know, I don't, I don't know what else to do. We got to get this gun sighted in. So Dave was like, well, you got your backup gun, which is the 30 out six. He's like, you can, you can grab that. He's like, you know, that sighted in too. I was like, well, I know. I was like, but I was 110% confident with this savage. You know, I was like, I was, you know, this is the gun that I wanted to use. Oh yeah. He's like, well, it was, you know, he's just like, well, let's just get this sighted in. I was like, all right. So we got back to camp, got all set up, threw a bullet through it. I was like, okay, way off to the right. Let's see what's going on. I go up to the turret, and the turret's turned. Oh, so it was off your zero? Yep. Oh, fuck. I was like, dude, why did you not check that when you were fucking shooting in the field? I was like, the heat of the moment, yep. everything going on, did not even think to check that. Oh, my God. Dude, that sucks. Yeah. That is, uh, dude. honestly, much more common than you think. I've heard of, yep. that. I've heard of that happening for, from guys, even guys in the Army. Like, I have, you know, sniper buddies that I was in the Army with. You know, shit like that happens. You, you'd like to think that you're professional and you're going to do this job and you're going to be cool and calm and collected in the heat of the moment, but... When the heat of the moment strikes, you just gotta do, and yep. it has one one thing that is very easily overlooked. I sure shit overlooked it, man. Mm-hmm. We got back to camp. I shot that one shot through it, looked up and seen the turret was turned. I was like, oh, put so, it back to zero. Shot dead, fucking nuts God on. Dang it! <laughs> I was like, you've <laughs> got to be shitting me right now. Oh my gosh. So I ended up running one more round through it. Yep. Just to to make sure. Yep. And sure shit, that was it. Fuck. So looking back, hindsight's 2020. 
the way we put the gun in the side by side and David was carrying it in the back and we were, you know, handing it off to each other and everything else. What happened? I don't know. Did it get turned by one of us? Maybe. Did it get turned while I was spot and stalking? Maybe. You know, but, but, I, uh, I take all the blame. I take all the blame because yep. I should have checked it when I shot. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. You should have. I mean, it's one of those things, you <laughs> yeah. know, what it should have, could have kind of thing. But uh, right? you're shooting a loophole, right? Yep. Uh, yep, was it a loophole uh, VX5 HE, was it? It was, yep. Yep. So those have a zero lock on them, though. The top one does. Right. Oh. Gotcha. <laughs> so my windage does not. Yeah, you're right. So, it's, okay, yep, yep. So you're just shooting, yep. you're shooting just to the right every time. Every time. It so was just right. Okay. I For some reason, I thought you were high and right, but you were nope. just right. Yep. I was only oh, right the fuck. entire time. Oh, man. Well, you know, and that's that's one of those things. Like, I, I'm guilty of it. I I almost rarely ever look at the the windage knob because, right? Me personally, when I'm shooting, I make my wind calls, and I I like to just hold. I'm not a big. Yep. I'm not. I'm not big on dialing for wind because wind yep. is so variable. So I like to make my initial wind call, and uh, you know, say it's blowing ten miles an hour you know, crosswind, you know, I just adjust yep. basically using, I guess you could say Kentucky windage and just hold. I just like to hold, yep. off, hold off and then squeeze it off, see, try to see where it goes and make an adjustment from there. Because yep. once you dial, you know, I don't know, it's just, to me, it, it's easier for me, more intuitive to just hold. But I, so com- I, I completely agree. So I rarely ever look at my windage knob too. So that's yep. good to know. For whenever I go back out hunting or shooting or doing something, it's like double check fucking everything before you. Absolutely. Yep. All right. Absolutely. So you're you're at the range. You get all dialed back in. All dialed back in. Dave's looking at me. He goes, "Man, he's like, he's like, what do you want to do?" And I was like, "Well, we got to go back out, man." I was like, "We got one afternoon left." I was like, "We can't give up now." He's like, "Well, you think you scared everything off that field?" And, uh, you know, off the bottom of the mountain. And I was like, man, I don't know. I was like, we snuck out there pretty good and they were still out there. So I don't know. So we go back to the tent and we're getting ready to load back up. And Will comes out there and he goes, look guys, he goes, I hate to do this and I don't want to do this. He's like, but I am sick. He's like, I am the sickest I've ever been. He's like, I'm not going to be able to come back out with you guys. Oh my God. So, so I just kind of looked at him. I was like, so does that mean our hunt's over or what? He goes, oh, no, absolutely not. He's like, you guys are more than welcome to go back out there. He's like, you just won't have the cameraman, unfortunately. Dude, and I that said, well, sucks. I know. I was like, well, okay, so what do we do? Well, Dave pipes up and he's like, hey, I'll run the camera. Just, you know, show me show me a little bit about yours and I'll, I'll run it. He's like, I got one at home that I do, I play around with. He's like, but. Nothing this fancy, but if you just show me a few things, like sorry, I'm sure I can get it done. So yeah. Will was like, "Are you seriously?" And Dave was like, "Yeah, sure, why not, man?" He's like, it's, "It's worth trying." So he gave him the crash course there for about ten minutes, and Dave's like, "Oh man, I got this. No big deal. Let's let's go do this." Dude, shout out to Dave. I know, what right? A fucking lifesaver that guy is. Come through and clutch, man. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, so. He was pumped up. He was like, you know, he's like, I don't know if we're going to get it done or not. He's like, but, you know, at least we're going to go out there and try. And I was like, absolutely, man. I was like, we can't give up. I was like, it's it's do or die time. It's bottom of the ninth. And 
you know, down three and whatever, yeah. how, however you want to play it out there where, you know, we're, we're it, this is yeah. it. Yeah. Like Clinton Casper likes to say, he's like, you know, it's fourth quarter. We're down by a touchdown. I need to Tom Brady, this motherfucker and get in there. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yep. Exactly. We have to give, give the old speech. Yep. Yep. Got to round up the troops and get after it. Yep. So we came up with the game plan. Let's go back out to that field just to see if anything's there, and we'll make a game plan from there. We didn't really have a spot that we were going to. We didn't really have a real plan that we were really going to stick to or anything else. We were just kind of shooting from the hip at that point. Mm-hmm. So we pull up on the spot with the side-by-side. We get out. We start glassing. Lo and behold, there's deer out there. I don't think there was any bucks at that time, but there was probably seven or eight does. And me and Dave looked at each other and was like, look, we saw them bucks this morning. They were with does. There's some does out there. There's a chance. And I was like, well, that's that's the best chance we've got. Let's do it. So it was a spot and stalk at that, that point. So, so we didn't take. So was your, was your was your goal? So you didn't see any bucks. But you're like, didn't hey, see bucks out we, there. If we get close to the does, then the bucks should be coming in close to you. Is what your yep, process that, was? That, that's what we thought was like, well, there's deer out there. There's does there, there may be bucks coming along sometime because they're that pre rut, you know what I mean? So they're, they're checking the does. They're kind of congregating a little bit and seeing what's going on, feeling it out and everything else. Mm-hmm. At least that, well, that's what was going on that morning. So we just figured, Hey, that may happen this evening. If, if we get lucky. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what hunting is. is you're making an yeah. educated guess. And that's yep. about as educated of a guess as it gets. So Exactly, right? We didn't have anything else to go off of, so you know, that was the game plan. Yep. So we decided to do a little spot and stalk. David called it the uh, Indiana Mohican sneaking. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Uh so we did that. We we busted them out. We got up into some trees, we busted some out, we backed out, we went around and looped around and to the where the spot we wanted to go was like this little peninsula of trees out in the middle of this field. And, you know, we were like, man, I want to go to the very tip top of that. Cause that's where I was shooting at from that morning. Yep. So that's where all the deer were coming from. And I was like, man, I want to get out to that point. We got the wind coming off the mountain right into our face. I was like, it's going to be a perfect setup if we can just make it to that point. Yeah. So, in order to get to that point, we had to fucking crawl on our hands and knees through a field and get through the sagebrush. And, oh, man, it was just – it was brutal to get back there. But, you know, we did it. We we bumped a couple of deer, but nothing major. Uh, it was just some does, so mm-hmm. no big deal there. Uh, but we did army crawl through the field. We got up to the, the wood line. We looped around to the back of that wood line so that we would have all the trees in front of us and skirted up back behind it just as stealthy as we could finally made it up to that spot. We sat down and we realized that neither one of us had brought any food, any water, <laughs> nothing. Jeez. <laughs> so Dave looks at me, he's like, dude, he's like, what the shit, man? He's like, what are we doing? I was like, I know, man. I was like, I didn't even think about it. Cause we didn't bring our packs. We didn't bring anything. We were just going spot and stalking and just light as we possibly could be. Just got to Sometimes you just got to get in there and deal, with, know, the re- right? deal with the repercussions, you know? Oh, shit. Oh, uh, we, we made it to that point, man. And, dude, we were sitting there and, and Dave setting up against the trees. Like, man, I'm thirsty. My stomach's hurting. I was like, dude, I know. I was like, I, I would kill for a bottle of water right now. And he's like, man, I'm just going to stay here and close my eyes for a second. I was like, all right. So I was like, we'll take turns. I was like, you'll rest for a minute and then 
you know, I'll scan, scan the field, field edges and everything else. And then, you know, we'll take turns doing that. Oh yeah. Yeah. You, that, that's the whole point of having a teammate, you know? Exactly. You right. Have that. Yep. So Dave sat beside the tree and I'm up behind this little sage brush and I got my gun all set up just in case it's, it's locked into the death grip on the bog tripod. And, I, you know, I'm stood up behind it with my binoculars up and I'm scanning the field, scanning the field. And there's a couple of small bucks that pop out, you know, a little two by twos, uh, some little forkies, mm-hmm. um, little dinks and everything like that. Nothing to get us too excited, but you know, they were out there. Well, I'm stood up and I'm watching this tree line and about 20 doe come out. And I'm like, Dave, man, there's a bunch of does piling out of here. So he gets up and he looks. He's like, oh, man, that's awesome. He's like, this buck should be coming out any time. So he sat back down and he closed his eyes and everything like that. And I'm up there scanning. And I scanned down to the edge of this field right where two two wood lines meet. And all I see is a monster fucking buck. Oh, jeez. And I'm like, holy shit, Dave. I was like, dude, there's a fucking monster right here. And first thing out of his mouth, shut the fuck up. There is not. <laughs> Just like any other, any, like, any good buddy would say. He's like, fuck you. Right? Exactly, right? He's like, quit fucking with me, dude. He's like, I'm trying to get a little bit of rest over here. <laughs> I was like, no, dude, seriously. I was like, get the fuck up. And I was like, look at this thing. So he pops his binoculars out and he looks. He goes, oh, my God, dude. He's like, you weren't kidding. I was like, yeah. I was like, that's a potential winner right there, buddy. I was like, that's the buck we seen day one. I guarantee you. The same buck you saw day one? It it was the same buck, man. Oh, yeah. It was the same buck we seen day one. He came down that mountain, and that's where he was feeding in those bottoms, but we could never get eyes on him and never make a play on him mm-hmm. until that night. Damn. So, I, you know, the story is, and this is, I'm sticking to this, Lisa, my wife, she... She said before I left to go on hunt more, she goes, look, babe, you're going to get a buck, but you're not going to get one until my birthday since that's your last day. I was like, oh, don't put that juju on me, babe. I was like, I want to kill like day two or something, like coast the rest of the time. And she's like, nope, you're going to kill on my birthday on 1010. That's your last day there. That's mm-hmm. what you're going to kill. I was like, okay, whatever. As long as I kill one, so, I'll be happy. Exactly, right? <laughs> so... We're texting back and forth when I can get some signal and everything else. Well, she had texted me when we were sitting in the field because she knew we went back out. And she said, hey, babe, just to let you know, she sent me a picture of her little birthday cupcake that she bought. She goes, I just made my birthday wish, and I wish for you big bucks, so be ready. And I'm not kidding you, dude. I'm not kidding you. Ten minutes after that, that, that's when that buck showed up in that field. Dude, that's that's fucking crazy. That's <laughs> I was fucking like, crazy. I was like, holy shit, dude, what are the chances of this? And that buck, dude, I'm telling you, I could have pulled him in on a string. He hopped uh, like a little picket fence or whatever they had out there, like a little bar- barbed wire. It looked like it was old as Moses himself. But <laughs> yeah. he, he jumped that little <laughs> fence right there, you know, and, and was, I mean, like a string, man. I was pulling him right to us. I mean, he was coming right to that point where we were at. Oh. He was just feeding back and forth, back and forth. When we seen him, Dave was like, 500 yards, man. He's like, you can do this. He's like, shoot him. 
I was like, I'm not shooting, dude. I was like, I'm waiting till we get in that 300 yard mark. So uh, I was like, I, what what time was this? Are you getting close to the was, last light, or, or do you have yep, plenty of time? Yep. No, this was getting close to last light. Oh, so we had about a. I know we had about an hour, maybe an hour and ten minutes is what I remember. That hour and ten minutes goes fast though when they're Dude, I'm when they're dance around just out of range. Yep. Next thing you know, you look at your time, your the time, and you're like, "Fuck, dude, we got ten minutes." You know, yep. this shit goes fast. Dude, he was back and forth, just feeding, just kind of taking his time, but was heading in our direction. You know, what I mean, mm-hmm. he was he was slowly making it to us, but like coming straight for us. Like if we would have let him come come straight to us, I guarantee you would have walked right by us. No shit. There's no doubt in my mind. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, so we get up there. We're we're set up on him. Yeah, I can take the shot just about any time that I want to. Mm-hmm. So I tell Dave, tell Dave, I was like, look, dude, I'm waiting for that 300 mark. I'm not going to shoot him until he gets in that 300 mark. Yeah, and the reason for that is because the deductions, the, the point deduction. Yeah, yep. I wanted yep. to have, I want us to have every opportunity to win this thing that we could. So I did not want a point deduction. I knew that he was going to be a contender. You know, if it would have been a small three by two that I was trying to shoot that morning, yeah, whatever, it doesn't matter. If he was within range that I felt comfortable shooting him, I probably would have shot him. Yep. But this guy, I knew that it, there was a chance that he may be a contender to for us to win. So mm-hmm. I told Dave, I do not want a point deduction. We're going to wait till he gets within three hundred. Yeah, no, well, that's smart. Yeah, it was about. It took him about twenty minutes, and he was standing there. And something came out of the brush from behind him, spooked him a little bit. Boom. He he bolted 100 yards towards us. Oh. And just, I was like, what the shit? Dave's like, dude, get ready. He's like, you're going to have to take this shot. <laughs> Fucking shoot him. I know, right? So I popped the range finder up, clicked it, said 245. I was like, "Fucking shit, dude. Jeez. I was like, we're, we're done, dude. I was like, as soon as, as soon as he gives me a shot, we're taking him. So he mills around out there for just a few minutes, turns perfect broadside, man. I looked at Dave. I said, you want him? He's like, yep, I'm on him, man. Let her eat, son, and double lunged him the first time. Mm-hmm. Then he, he trotted about 20 yards to the right. Dave's like, man, he's you got him, Joe. He's like, you smoked him. He's like, put another one in him. Let him let him go down. Put another mm-hmm. one in him. So I racked one another one in, found him in my scope. I was like, Dave, you on him? Yep, I'm on him. Boom, shot him again. That's when you see the hair fly because mm-hmm. I hit almost in the exact same spot, but a little bit further up. So I just clipped the top of his heart. Dude, that, that's so it was a, doubled. That's crazy because when we were watching that at work, too, my coworker was <laughs> sitting there. He's like, holy shit, looks like he put it in the same hole. <laughs> yep, yep. It was just a little bit. It was probably two, two or three inches in front of that. So it just clipped the heart. And oh, yeah. He he went ten yards, bedded down, and that's when the fucking waterworks came out, man. As soon as he went down, I looked at Dave and I was like, "Dave, what just happened? Holy shit, dude!" I was like, <laughs> just raw emotions, man. I was like, I can't believe this just happened. Well, it's unbelievable. Hasn't that is an unbelievable story? Is what it is. If it wasn't oh, on man. video and you were just telling him, like, "Holy shit, that's you know, that's crazy," but. You know, yeah. there there would be some people who are like, okay, yeah, did it really happen like that? But, you know, that's an absolutely unbelievable story that you go out there and, for one, that your your wife fucking calls this. Like, <laughs> how, know, right? how far in advance? 
Like, well, you guys were having that oh, conversation dude. months, months in advance. Yeah, months, months in advance. So not only does your wife call it that far out, but man, for it to ha- all for all that to happen in the middle there is just it's insane. It's it is, and you know when the, when the show dropped and everything else, I even went back through my text messages just to see, and sure shit, I mean it, it all it's right there. I can show you the text message of when she texted me and said, Hey, I just made my birthday wish. It's official. It's official. Yep. Yep. So I was like, Holy <laughs> shit, dude. Dude, that is, that's, that's fucking crazy. And then for you to go yeah. out there and, you know, to make a mistake like you made, yep. you know, didn't check your windage and everything else. But man, if you fucking did, if you were being diligent and you did, <laughs> you checked your windage and you just smoked that fucking dink buck. Yep. You know, we I we'd still be sitting here talking cuz we're we're buddies, but we don't be sitting Shit here you. talking as two champions, you know. Right? Right? But man, yeah. You know, so I it's like I've been on the board, but way down on the board. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but for you to go out and do that and have, you know, that that mistake happen, get out there and you're just like, "What the fuck is going on?" Just being so down in the dumps and then yep. get out there and you just drill a fucking mondo. Right? That's awesome. Congratulations, I mean, man. That's that's awesome. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. I mean, he was he was a tank. He was what we were after day one. And just for everything, the, all the cars just to fall just like that, the way they did. I mean, you can't tell me that everything doesn't happen for a reason because that should be proof in the pudding right there. Oh, absolutely. I, you know, I, yeah, it, it, it does. It's one of those things, you know, I, I also firmly believe that good things come to good people in due time. You know, so, yep. you know, you had to go out there and you had to get tested. You had to get out and deal with some adversity and overcome that and then yep. rise the challenge and actually, and then get out there and make a great shot when it counted. Cause it was a good shot. He went down pretty quick. So, oh yeah, absolutely. He, he, he didn't go very far. Maybe I think it was 50 yards total, 20 mm-hmm. yards after maybe 20, 25 yards after the first shot and another 20, 25 yards after the second. And that was it. Mm-hmm. And not, and not only, not only to have you, not you personally dealing with those, those trials and tribulations, but then on the last evening of the last day, your cameraman, <laughs> this, the professional cameraman that you're supposed to have with you gets sick. And there's no yep. avoiding that. Will's a great guy. I met him when yep. we were down there. He was my cameraman. I had Britt. But Will is, oh, yeah. is an outstanding outstanding guy, and I I believe that. He he had to have been super oh, sick. Dude. He had to have been super sick in order to to fall out like that. He he's had a, stuck he's a with us. Oh, dude, he had stuck with us through some shit yeah. the entire time. You guys got struck by yeah, lightning? Dude, I'm telling you, we got struck by lightning. We got hit with hail. We went through a snowstorm. We went through a windstorm. We went through fog. I mean, you name it, we went through it, man. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Will's the man. He stuck with us through it all. He was like, let's do it. He's like, I don't give a shit. He's like, let's yep. go. And that's the thing, too. So, it's one thing for guys like us to go out there on Hunt Wars and uh, give it our all, put our, put it all on the line, for a week or so but man these cameramen they have to go and go in there they're out there the whole season from yeah between you know we started in august so from august until when was the last hunt was the waterfall hunt was in december 
Yep. So from August until December, they are go, go, go. And right, yeah. right before your matchup, didn't they have the elk one? Yep, the elk one was before ours. So that's got to be fucking brutal too. Oh, you know? absolutely. Down there, in, I think it was New Mexico is where they went for the elk hunt. Yeah, yeah, I think so. So they're out there just grinding away, and you got to believe, yep. you know, Will, he's not going to fall out unless yep. he was dying. Yeah, so speaking of that, so when we were done with our episodes and everything else, the next episode that's going to come out, I think, is the uh, the Brand Wars, and it's going to be Team Leupold versus Team Baku Bikes. Oh, no shit. Yep, and they were they were there in camp with us the last day. And so the cameraman had to go out like the next day with them. Oh man. <laughs> right. So Will didn't really have any, any good time to rest, but he had a little bit. Yeah. What, what but were they yeah. hunting? Uh, they were hunting mule deer, same, same areas we were. Oh, same area, same everything. Just, yep. Except so they got, they got there. the shitty weather. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Take that. You son of a bitch. Right, we were leaving. There was a snowstorm coming in. Yeah, and Oop. I think I think it. I think that day it dumped six or seven inches. Yeah, that was the thing too. Watching it, watching it back. Um, you guys had you know hail and rain and lightning and all this other shit. Well, then yep. all of a sudden, out of nowhere, it just kind of cuts out. Then it's like boom, there's a fuck ton of snow. It's like yep. you guys just got blasted with snow, dude. Out of nowhere, dude, I'm telling you, it's like. The, we went through every kind of weather you can think of. Day one scouting, we were ripping clothes off, man. We were like in our base layers up there. Yeah, it was like seventy degrees and sunny, and it was like, holy shit, dude! It's kind of like back home. This is this is kind of nice. <laughs> this ain't gonna be too and, bad, right? And then every kind of weather they could throw <laughs> at us, man. They threw at us. Holy crap! Dude, that that reminds me of uh, when I was in Afghanistan. Uh, my not to get too off subject here, but when we were in Afghanistan, we had this. We were on this mission. We had to set up an observation point. So we, long story short, we climbed up this fucking big ass mountain, set up a set up an op. We we're sitting there overwatching some shit, and we were there for oh fuck. I think we were there for like a week, and is the same same kind of thing. During the day, it'd be like sixties, seventies, eighties. It'd be pretty pretty damn warm. So we're all in there in our, you know, short sleeve shirts and shit, setting this, yeah. setting this, setting this observation point. And then at night, it would just fucking rain and rain oh, and shit. rain. And then it would hail and then it would sleet and it's all this other shit. Like I'm talking like torrential downpours. Like we were getting flooded <laughs> out. It was terrible all night. So we didn't get any sleep. Then we had to be up during the day. It was just absolutely terrible. But I don't know if we're about midway. But midway through that mission, it was just fucking raining and shitty and terrible. And then we got struck Dude. by lightning, like right in the middle of our of our OP. And I remember I was awake because I couldn't fucking sleep because it was so terrible out. And I th- I'm pretty sure I was just coming back. I just was walking back from radio guard because we had a we had a pull radio duty. So make sure mind the radios, make sure no one was calling in and stuff. Yeah, yeah, you know. And uh, so I was on radio guard. And I think I was just getting done and it struck like right in front of me and I <laughs> fucked it, dude. It like seized me up. I got tased. It felt like I got tased. Dude, I'm telling you. Oh man, it's terrible. But 
is weird how when you're in the mountains that shit happens and you're so yeah. you're so close you're so close to the bad weather that it's fast no, i was very say it happens like quick quick and we weren't used to that that's why we got caught in that that lightning storm that was up there it's not because we wanted to be up there not because we were trying to be badasses and ride out the storm or anything else no we were literally sitting there it was like oh it's not too bad and then all of a sudden, kaboom! And I was like, holy <laughs> shit. I was like, yeah, let's get off this mountain. Yep. <laughs> yeah, because it struck really close to you guys. Like you didn't. Oh, dude. Because um, you could feel it, right? Like the, I don't know what they call that shit that. Yeah, ground, it was like ground the, current or whatever. Yep, the ground current or whatever jumped up and bit us. Yeah. I could feel it. It went in one fingertip through me and out the other fingertips, Jeez. what it felt like. Did it, like, lock you up? No, it was just like a, I don't know, like a tingling kind of feeling. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. It was just like, yeah, I didn't, like, clench my jaws or anything like that. I mean, I tightened up a little bit, but it was just like a tingling in and out. Dude, that's scary enough. No kidding, right? In is louder than fuck, I'm sure. Oh, dude, so loud. It's amazing. So loud. It's amazing when when that strikes, just all that energy. You're yes. looking at it and you're like, oh man, I am fucked if I can get no hit shit. by that. It turned like they, they put they put that little stat up in the corner saying that uh <laughs> was it like ninety percent of lightning victims survive? Yeah. So I'm like, well, I guess I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, I guess everyone's just fucking pussies, just stay up there. Then, <laughs> right. Right? <laughs> <laughs> right. But as a as a lightning strike survivor like yourself, um, it yeah. is still scary. I don't care if you survive Absolutely. or not. It's still fun. Absolutely. <laughs> it's not like a good time. No. Hell, no. if I'd have known that, I'd have got, got off that mountain a lot earlier than that. I can tell you that much. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> no shit. It's not fun man. up there. Miserable. No. But, man, you guys, yeah, you, guys, you guys stuck it out, and it paid off in a big way. Yeah. Absolutely, so- man. We. Oh, sorry. Go on. Everything was soaked. You know, everything was soaked to us. I mean, we got off that mountain, man. I mean, we were soaked to the bones, man. Even our our rain gear didn't. I mean, it helped, but it didn't help a whole lot. Mm-hmm. We got back to camp, man. I used about all my paracord that I had and made clotheslines inside that Davis <laughs> wall tent. <laughs> you should have seen our tent, man. It was like crazy. It's like a how oh, what do they call it? Like a, like a market. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's exactly what it looked like. Yeah. You guys are having a garage sale in there? Yeah, all of our clothes were hanging out, trying to dry. Oh, oh man. Yeah. That's what you got to do, though. You're not going to go out the next day and just be completely miserable. I mean, fuck. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you got to do what you got to do, man. Oh, yeah. So what did your uh, what did your bucking up scoring? Uh, let me see here. I wrote it down. It, it ended up scoring, my buck scored 163 um, and some change. Mm-hmm. And then the Abbott's Bucks scored uh, 150 and some change. Jeez. You know, so there you go. If you would have shot that buck at 500 yards, oh, yeah. you would have fucking lost. Yep. Because isn't the 500-yard deduction 20 points? Yeah, I think 20 or 30 points, actually, yeah. Yeah, 20 or 30. So if you would have taken that shot right away and not waited for him to come in, you would have been boned. Imagine how pissed you'd be at yourself oh, dude. if you smoked <laughs> this guy at fucking 530. Like thirteen yards, you're like, man, yep. great. That's a great shot. But then you're like, hopefully he's big enough. And then you you find out you right? just barely lost. Like, fuck. No shit, I'd right? Be pissed. So yeah. Good on you for waiting and waiting and taking it down to the wire. And 
making sure he's within the 300 yard deduction. Yeah, man, that was just that was one of the things we we're going to play it out until we ran out of time and then decide from there what we were going to do. Yep. No, that was good. That's that's close. Yep. I shot because I shot my pronghorn at 77 yards, so I was well within the <laughs> the yardage. Yeah. And the other guys, I think they shot at a pronghorn and missed their initial shot at like I want to say it's like four, five, like 400 ish yards. Yeah, missed, yep. and then it came in closer. And then they shot, so they didn't get, they ended up not getting any deductions because it came in close enough to. Oh yeah, yeah. But man, uh, I, I can't remember the exact scores on mine now, but I'm pretty sure it was a pretty good size gap. Oh, I bet. I, I mean, remember. especially with you, t- yeah, you taking that close shot. I mean, yours yeah. is a pretty nice little buck too. Yeah, he's he's real he's real nice. Uh, yeah, I did I did tell. They're not. They're not going to listen to me, obviously. But I did tell Troy, I'm like, you guys need to make uh, anything within like 200 yards a point adder. Yeah, there you, you know? go. So if you get if you get within bow range with a the gun, then it's like, oh hey, you get plus 10 points. Yeah, <laughs> shit, yeah. There you go. He's like, ah, I don't know. <laughs> like, All right, well, I guess that's it's that. not hard enough for him to score as it is. Yeah, it ain't, it ain't my fucking show. <laughs> right? But you don't want to make too many rules either. So <laughs> exactly, exactly. No, that's fucking awesome, dude. Congratulations again. That's badass. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, we worked our ass off for it. You did. You did, and it paid off. <laughs> you guys tore it up out there, and it was pretty awesome watching you go through it. I appreciate that. Yeah. So, uh, back in Indiana now, how is life going there? Is gun season still raging on or is it over? Back in Indiana. Yep. Nope. We still got uh, one more weekend of muzzleloader season. Okay. But, uh, yep. Rifle season's over. Rifle season's over. It's come and gone. Mm -hmm. It's, uh, now muzzleloader season. And then we got late, late archery. Okay. Oh, so you have one more week of late muzzleloader or of muzzleloader this weekend okay. so real time this weekend so the weekend before christmas okay and then it's late archery is it archery yep. only yep archery only after this weekend oh okay cool so did you get end up getting uh getting anything yet i have i've only got a doe so far no, man so far i dude i'm telling you it's been a rough season for whitetails for me this year Dude, it's, I've talked to a lot of, oh, a, a couple different guys and it's kind of the same thing. Like this season has been pretty rough for some dudes that are pretty consistent. Um, but man, like I think Ross and Austin, uh, they, they both got one being in Illinois, but they yep. are kind of struggling on their second one. Usually Austin's done by now. Like he's, oh yeah, he's usually a, uh, a November guy and he usually gets both of his two nice bucks in November and he's he's kind of taking her down the wire there too. But Yep, uh, I, I hear you, man. It's yeah. just it's been crazy this year. It has been. And it's been kind of weird. Like I think like team WCB, like they they've been all everyone's been doing really pretty well, but it's been kind of an odd season. Like Doug. Like oh, yeah. old exactly. Doug Schmidt, he fucking went for a rodeo ride this year. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's been kind of a struggle for a lot of guys, so don't feel bad. So I'm trying to get at it, I guess. Yeah. We all we all can't be Kurt. 
Okay, yeah. You know, having, having the perfect season and everything, you know what I mean? No shit. That's another thing. <laughs> that fucking guy. It's been it's been a tough year for me, you know, and then he goes out and he, you know, right. kills kills it in Africa. Goes out yep. to Wyoming. He does you know, he gets skunked during archery season in Wyoming. Then comes yep. back home and smokes a fucking Mondo Whitetail. Goes back out to Wyoming for rifle. Because that uh, general tag, I guess, yep. is good for archery and rifle in the splits or whatever. So he goes yep, out there, yep. and then he smacks a fucking really nice elk, and then comes back home and smacks another great white tail. It's like, dude. <laughs> I know. And Two of them. He was completely done with all of his hunting in November. I know, right? Like, what the fuck, dude? I know. I was like, dude, come on. Yeah. come Say something for the rest of us. <laughs> Can you spread the luck, dude? Come on, right? I mean, it's not all—it's not all luck, but it's, whenever you're hunting, no matter how good you are, there's a certain yep. amount of luck. It's just absolutely—you're dealing with wild animals, so there's always a certain amount of luck when you're whenever you're yep. out there hunting. But man, he has absolutely killed it. He's doing something right, dude. I went out there to Colorado and elk hunting for the first time this year, and went with a group of guys and. That was an amazing experience. Got on a couple of bulls, but just could never get close enough with a shot. I, I bow hunted as well. Um, oh, yeah. But, yeah, but already scheduled a trip for back for next year, so for this this coming up year. So mm-hmm. I just – I freaking love it, man. I got that, that western itch when I went out there to Utah. Yep. It's – uh, I mean, everyone gets it. When you, you go out there – you go out west. If you're from the eastern state, Midwest and east is what I'm getting at. If yep. you are in those states and you go out west, it's a completely different beast. <laughs> it's completely different. So it is, man. It's and it's I, fun. I was talking to Britt from from Hunt Wars, and he was talking to me about the new uh, sponsors they're getting. And Mountain Ops has a uh, has one of their workout programs now that they're doing. And he was like, man, he's like, you ought to get on that too. And I was like, well, I don't really have that much more to lose. And I was like, I already lost another 20 pounds to go on this elk hunt that I just went on. Yeah. And he was like, no shit. I was like, yeah, man. I was like, you should know me by now, man. If I'm going to do something, I'm going to 110% it. Mm-hmm. So when you look, and, at him, you look at him and say, bitch, does it look like I need to be on some sort of plan? I need to be right? making the plan, motherfucker. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly right. Oh shit! So yeah, I was climbing those mountains out in Colorado, man. That was uh, that was a tough one too, but I loved oh, yeah. it, man. It was awesome. It's a, man. It's 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 a different beast, that's for sure. Oh, it, dude, it's so cool. It is like out here, you get your ass kicked, but um, in the Midwest, when you're hunting, it's more of a mental ass kick. Yep. You know, out there, it's a. F- it's more of a physical ass kick. Like, I don't know about you, but for me, when I, cause I've been out to Idaho twice for elk hunting. When I go out there, I have full intentions on killing something and being, Oh and, yeah. And everything else. Right. But at the same time, I do understand like I'm out here for the experience more yep. than anything else. Like I'm not talking like some spiritual experience. I'm talking more of like, <laughs> like learning. Like I'm not, I'm exactly. not from the West. I'm from the Midwest. Yep. I'm from fucking Iowa. It's like, I go out west, and I'm there for the, like the the experience of what I can see and what I can learn. So I still yep. take it as like a learning curve. I I haven't gotten to the point of being out east and being like Clint Casper, where I'm like I'm going to go out west and I'm going to kill. You know, 
Right. I don't have right? that, that exactly. much confidence yet, but someday maybe it'll come. Exactly. That's that's what I was thinking too. It's like the more you go out there, the more experience you're going to get, the the better you're going to be at it, and then it'll happen someday. Yeah, absolutely. And that's just the thing. It's like, uh, man, with my with my hunting goals, it's like I I live in Iowa and I love hunting Iowa. And I'll, I'll I will always hunt whitetails here in Iowa, and it's going to be great. But man, honestly, like I would love to get out west and shoot, you know, two three four nice bulls and i'd be happy with that yep i'd be happy with Absolutely. one i'd be happy with one you know but <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, I definitely don't plan on being like the the western hunter that's not yep. my goal i guess like clint casper he's got that shit on lockdown he's the eastern guy the how's kurt say it he's the most western guy from the east <laughs> he's the most shit. western eastern guy yeah yeah so he, <laughs> you know he, he he is absolutely tore up by it I think it's yeah. great. I think it's fun, but man, there's so many other experiences I want to get out and experience. Like, yep, absolutely. Go, going to Africa was fucking. I was awesome. gonna say, dude, like, yeah, like your Africa trip, man, that's freaking awesome, dude. Dude, it is so badass. I everyone needs to go to that. Like, it is so fucking yep. cool. And we're doing the. I don't know if this episode will be out by then or not. Before then, but January seventh, we're doing the the South African little expo. Yep, and I plan on making an appearance. Do you? Yes, sir. Nice, dude. <laughs> I'll fucking see you there. It's gonna be Hell a good yeah. time. It's gonna be a really good time. Yep. Man, I'm, Africa. I'm gonna make a, yeah, I definitely just, gonna make a trip over because I want to learn all about it. Yep, yep. I highly, highly, highly recommend that everyone who enjoys hunting needs to get out there and see it at least once. And everyone Shit, that yeah. everyone that I've talked to that's been out there, they've all been out there multiple times. They no all, kidding. Yeah. I, I talked to, we talked to some guy in the airport and he's like, we're like, yeah, you know, it's going to be kind of a once in a lifetime trip, you know, kind of thing. He's like, no, it's not we're like, <laughs> well, I think it is like, this is pretty expensive and it's pretty, all the logistics that you need to get it, to get yeah. there and stuff. I'm pretty sure I'm going to be happy with just doing it once and moving on. He's like, you'll be back. Like, yeah. We'll see. We get out there, dude. I'm, I'm there for fucking two days. I'm like, we're coming back. <laughs> Shit, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. And Ashley's the same way. Cause that's, that's a hunt that you can take your wife on, you know? Yeah. You can take your kids on oh, yeah. if they're old enough, if they're mature enough to make it through the, the flight and stuff. So yep. it's a, it that's was a awesome. good, good time. Yeah, man, I can't wait to sit through it and listen to all the stuff you guys got to say about it and mm-hmm. find out how to do it all and all the details, man. That's going to be cool. Yep, I think they're planning another trip out in 2024. So nice. that would be a good time. I don't know who all is going to be on it. I don't know if everyone's going to go again or what. But uh, they're planning another 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 go around in 2024. So That's pretty sweet. If you want to go, try to make it that May May have to <laughs> sign up for that one there, buddy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you'll, you'll get the special pricing. Because you'll be there oh, sweet. in person. So there's going to be special in-person pricing, price packages. Shit, yeah. Is your wife coming? She's, she, I don't know. She's kind of up in the air about it. She is, she said, well, I don't know. She's like, Africa is kind of scary to me. And, you know, I was like, well, I was like, you don't have to hunt or anything. I was like, you just go just, just to hang out and, you know, kind of film stuff or whatever. Yeah. And she was like, yeah. She's like, I don't know. She's like, I'll think about it. She's like, I kind of like to learn about it too, so. Well, she's interested, but not 
not interested like I'm interested. <laughs> right, right. She's kind of like, eh, it'd be it'd be cool if I don't have anything going on. Yep, exactly if, right. Yeah, after, I don't know. Uh, my, <laughs> you know, women. Yeah, my wife was the same way when it came to Africa. Like, at first, she was like, hell no, Africa? Mm-mm, that sounds gay. And, right. <laughs> and I'm like, and I was looking at it, and then the working class guys, um, an opening came up, and I jumped on it, and then um Kurt's like hey you know your wife can come too if she wants to so I asked Ashley and she's like okay well yeah I'll go too next thing you know she's like totally bit by the African bug too nice and yeah she fucking loved it she loved every second of it. She, and she she wasn't she wasn't hunting she was just recording she's videoing the whole yeah. thing yeah yeah which that's another thing the African hunting YouTube video came out like the last one yeah and yep. man props to her she did an outstanding job that fucking footage was awesome. Yeah, so, that's freaking sweet. Dude. She, not to toot my wife's horn, but she did a great job. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we're gonna have to hook her up with Lisa, and maybe she can talk her into it. And that's that's kind of long story short. That's what I was getting at. Is that yeah, your wife needs you to come go. out and hang out with Ashley and stuff, and <laughs> so it's, yeah, she can go. So <laughs> yep, absolutely. Yep. But uh. Mm. What else you got? Um, what do you have planned next year? I guess the last question, and I'll let you go. But Well, I got the elk hunt. It's already on the books, so plan on doing that again back in uh, or back in uh, in September. So another elk hunt coming up in September next year. Uh, I don't know if there's anything else, but I definitely want to try to do some pronghorn hunting. Mm. I yep. definitely want to do that. Dude, I know a guy that I know a guy that's been out doing that, so I may have to get some pointers from him. Dude, I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> I fucking I loved it. I liked it a whole lot more than I thought I was gonna like it. I bet. I bet it looked freaking awesome on the show, man. It was a blast. It was so cool. Yeah. The thing that's cool about pronghorn hunting is that you go out there to hunt pronghorn and you're you're not worried about not seeing pronghorn. You know what I mean? Yep. Like with yep. elk and bears and everything else, you're kind of your your number one goal is to find them. Yep. And then your number two goal is to get close enough to kill them, right? Yep. Absolutely. With pronghorn hunting, it's you kind of cut out that number one goal because you're gonna see them. You're you're going yep. to see them because they live in flat areas. But the cool thing is, especially if you're doing spot and stock, you're not sitting over watering holes. Is that exactly? You know, if you're spot and stock, and you get multiple chances per day to stalk them, yeah, really, really hone your skills on stalking. Yep, that's freaking awesome, man! It's a fucking blast. It's it's so much fun, and that that's another hunt too that your excuse me that your wife can go on and your kids or whatever else is. Yeah, a, yeah, it's a great laid back hunt, and yeah, I don't know. I I love it. I I really want to go back and pronghorn hunt some more dude it it really wasn't on my radar until i watched your show and i was like dude that looks like a blast it really does yeah it was it was uh and i was like i was like now i want to go pronghorn hunting yep (laughs) (laughs) that's the thing man it is it was a blast it was a lot more fun than i expected it to be and um it's just a fun laid-back hunt and yeah and especially out west if you're itching to get out west and you're, you know, if you're from the east and you're itching to get out west, pronghorn is the absolute best animal to get started on 
because yep. there's a lot of them and the tags are super easy to come by. Oh yeah. Like you're not going to sit there if you want to hunt like Wyoming or, you know, South Dakota, even, you know, the tag, oh, yeah. I think South Dakota, the tags, especially for archery, I'm pretty sure they're over the counter. If they're not, if they're not over the counter, they're damn near a hundred percent draw. Yep. Like I'm pretty yep. sure the archery, I'm pretty sure the archery pronghorn is 100% draw or I'm pretty sure it is too. Yeah. Or over the counter. I can't quite remember how that worked, but, uh, even Wyoming, like you're not going to sit there and wait four, five, six, <laughs> seven years for a pronghorn tag. You're, yeah, you're exactly. talking, there's a lot of units in Wyoming that are zero point units, one point units that you can go hunt pronghorn yep. every fucking year. So it's a good, really good time, really good way to get out West. Absolutely. But I know well, it's definitely on my radar to do. Yep. Do it. That's all I can say about it. Just yep. fucking do it. All right. Shit, yeah, man. Get yourself some Nikes and just fucking do it. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Not getting any younger, so no. might as well fucking do this shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? None of us are. You know, what's the funny thing about life is that as soon as you're born, you're dying. Exactly. So, make the most of it. Make the most yep. out of every fucking minute, second, day, year that you have. Because they, you know, hey. they, they are numbered. We don't like to think about it a whole lot. But there's that's one thing that's for sure going to happen is someday you're going to get old. And then you're going to die. So yep. make, make the fucking most of it. Exactly, man. Money money comes and goes, but memories last forever. Yep. And you can always make more money. You can't make exactly. more. Exactly. You can't make that's... more memories. Uh, well, you can, but you can't go back. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Yeah, you can't always, go back and do the things you you wished you could have. Exactly. There's going to come a time where you look back and you want to be able to look back and be like, hell yeah, dude. That's right. So, Like, hell yeah, man. We won Hunt Wars. Yeah, that was dope, dude. <laughs> and if YouTube's still around in 50 years, I'm going to show my grandkids, like, check it right. out. I wasn't always an old, crusty fucking jackass. I used, oh, to, be, I used to be cool. <laughs> yeah, I used to be cool, motherfucker. Yeah, and they can listen back and be like, Grandpa, you sucked. Like, right. <laughs> like you hunted animals. Like obviously in the future they're gonna be on a strictly vegetarian diet or something, I think. Yeah, so, that fake meat. Yeah, I'm like, man, fuck you kids. You don't get it. All right. <laughs> right. <laughs> hey, grumpy old men. That's right. <laughs> but all right, buddy. Well, I it's you know, I don't want to keep you all night. I appreciate you coming on. Um, no, not a problem, bud. Yeah, this has been a fucking good time, and I think we're gonna have to keep keep in contact, obviously, which we will, because we're you know, but keep keep it up, absolutely. Keep killing shit, keep doing what you're doing. You're doing a great job. Um, Appreciate it, man. Yeah. I'm definitely gonna try to. Yep. Uh, is there anything you wanted to end with? You want know, to throw out your socials or anything if you're into that kind of thing? Uh, yeah. I mean, if you want to, you can go out and check out check them out. I think it's just J Merchant eighty two. I think that's where it's at on on Instagram and um, Joe Merchant on uh, Facebook. So go and check it out there. Nothing too special, but go check it out. You can. And you can check out Joe on Hunt Wars Season 2 on YouTube. He is the fucking Mule Deer Champion. So if you listen to this before watching it, then, you know, spoiler alert, Joe won. <laughs> so. <laughs> yep. But, all right, buddy. Well, I really appreciate you coming on. Yeah, no problem, Jacob. I appreciate you having me on, bud. All right. Well, thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you in the next one.